Our next guest is the chief executive of Yummy Fruit. His name is Paul Painter. He's a Hawke's Bay apple grower. Uh, as fate would have it, we spoke to him this time a year ago. In fact, it was the 15th of February. He was stuck in the Jet Park Hotel. Yes, the famous quarantine COVID hotel. Not for COVID, but because of Gabrielle. So this is what he had to say a year ago, right when we were in the thick of it. We have to be resilient in the rural community and adversity, you can look at it two ways. You can get angry and feel bitter and resentful about it or you can say, well, you know, there's actually a lot of good things that come out of it. Dose of humility, good community spirit, some empathy for others and, uh, and work ethic to, to rebuild. And we see that in a lot of rural communities and um, that's all I'm thinking about today. I think you um, got to be grateful for all of the days, including the really difficult ones. Yeah, and you had lots of difficult days this time a year ago. Paul Painter, the landscape's changed a bit. I know it's not fully um, fixed up, but you're out in the Hawke's Bay sun today picking apples. Life's got to be a lot better than it was a year ago. Well, it is a lot better, and uh, the sun is shining, and we've got a decent crop to pick, so we're, we're busy, and that's great. But um, And superficially, driving around Hooks Bay, it's all green and looks picture postcard in most places, but there's still, behind the scenes, a lot of pain. And when you look at the stats of the industry, you're thinking, oh, your industry is recovering well. Uh, but there's been a lot of planting last three or four years, and that's coming through, mostly the big uh, corporates and new investors. But a lot of small people, I spoke to... Um, a couple of them yesterday that are just starting to demolish their homes and uh, behind the scenes there's a lot of pain still. The industry's okay but um, plenty of individuals within it uh, are suffering still a year on and, and struggling with the reality of the, of the cycling. And we tread a, a, a fine line on programs like this in terms of not banging on too much about Cyclone Gabrielle because it's a haunting memory for a lot of people who had to live through it. But I think one of the most important messages is just reminding the government, people in power, that, that you people need more support. Yeah, oh, there's definitely, um, and the, the challenge is, um, I think the stats have been out this morning, uh, $14.5 billion worth of damage, and the government's put a lot of effort into the clean-up and now into the infrastructure, which is great. Uh, but it's a drop in the, in the ocean, really. The damage has been huge, and it will take a generation to rebuild all of this. And one of the key things um, in the... In the private sector is perhaps um, if there's some incentives for, for, uh, for investment. Nobody really wants to invest in a disaster zone, but if you provide some incentives um, for, for private capital to flow, I think that's the best thing that could happen to this industry. You talked about some of the big corporates who are doing okay and probably doing quite well this year out of apples. Will they eventually take over some of these smaller family orchards that may not be no longer viable or economic? Well, there's been a lot of money from the investment community, you know, superannuation funds and the like, um, into this sector and private direct investment too. But I think after the cyclone, a lot of that money's dried up. People were probably underpricing risk and now they're overpricing risk. Uh, so, you know, some of the excitement about investing in, in horticulture disappeared after Gabrielle. Surprise, surprise. You're just back from Berlin this week. You must go on an annual uh, trip or sojourn every time this year, do you, Paul? Well, uh, I, I try not to. I think I've made four or five trips to Berlin in the last decade. But, you know, uh, there's a lot of work to be done here. And uh, February in Berlin isn't the best time. And one week's work in Europe and fly home is murderously brutal on, a, on my old body. So uh, 
but it's certainly very interesting, and you, you see what's going on. It's a big trade show. You see what's going on all around the world in the, in the fruit business, meet a lot of customers. So it's an inspiring week, but, um, yeah, it's hard work. Now, I've, I've read a comment from you that you were a bit freaked out by some of the AI. Well, I am, both at the show and elsewhere. I mean, I went to the Lufthansa Lounge. Obviously, I fly down the back of the bus because we're broke. Um, but uh, in the Lufthansa Lounge, and they still let me in, there's a robot out there uh, doing a whole lot of stuff in that lounge. And even boarding the aeroplanes these days, uh, a lot of them have nobody checking your passport or boarding pass. It's all AI facial recognition, and it comes up on the screen, tells you who you are and where you sit on the plane. Uh, so that's all freaking me out. But in farming, certainly unmanned, smaller unmanned equipment. Um, I mean, I saw a robot there that was planting tissue culture specimens. They're tiny. You can't pick them up with your fingers. And this thing was doing it about five times the speed a human could do it with a pair of tweezers. So it's amazing the tech that's coming and the opportunity uh, for big productivity changes in the industry is really there. It's it's, uh, closer than I thought. Yeah, well, well, AI and robotics are going to be game changers for the horticulture industry. Oh, they are, but I still think that, uh, I mean, it's easy to apply them to a really structured environment. And you get out in the field here and you want to prune an apple tree, you need to cut this branch or that branch. And so we're a long way away from having um, robotics that can make those, and AI that can make those sort of decisions. And so I think the ambiguity of farming still is going to preserve a lot of jobs for um, for ordinary people, which I think is very important because I, I, I worry about those straightforward service jobs and uh, all the unemployment's going to flow from automation. Paul Painter, CEO of Yummy Fruit. Uh, lots of apples now available in our supermarkets and greengrocers. What's the best pick? Well, to my mind, Sweet Tango. Um, it's an apple with these huge cells, twice as big as a normal apple. It's the crunchiest apple in the world. It's got the world record for the loudest crunch. Uh, and I think they're a great summer eat. Um, so Sweet Tango apples would be my pick. There we go. Paul Painter, thanks for your time. One year on. No worries. Thanks, Jamie.